0: It's Monday, October 2nd, and this is Brian with the morning news. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The roof of a church collapsed in northern Mexico during mass on Sunday, killing at least nine people and injuring around 50, authorities said, as searchers probed in the wreckage late into the night looking for survivors and other victims. Approximately 30 parishioners were believed to have been trapped in the rubble when the roof caved in, officials said. Searchers crawled under the roof slabs and officials brought in dogs to help search for possible survivors. The Tamaulipa State Police said about 100 people were in the church at the time of the collapse. The state security spokesman's office said late Sunday that nine people had been confirmed dead from the collapse, which it described as likely being caused by a structural failure. In other news, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy faced a direct threat to his leadership one day after crafting a deal to avoid a government shutdown, as his most prominent Republican critics said he would seek to oust him from the post. The Challenge Sunday from Florida Representative Matt Gates sets up an unpredictable and fast-paced political fight in the Capitol this week between McCarthy and a band of GOP rebels who have threatened for months to topple him if he brought up legislation that required Democratic support to pass. McCarthy, having gotten Democrats to support his short-term funding bill, may need their help again to remain in his post. Bring it on, McCarthy said Sunday on CBS, predicting he would survive the challenge from Gates. The coming days could show whether McCarthy was shaken up the balance of power sufficiently to sap the hardliners' influence or has only served to rile them more. Around the world... Turkish warplanes carried out airstrikes on suspected Kurdish militant targets in northern Iraq on Sunday following a suicide attack on a government building in the Turkish capital, Turkey's defense ministry announced. Some 20 targets of the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, were destroyed in the latest aerial operations, according to the Ministry of Defense, adding that a large number of PKK operatives were neutralized in the strikes. Earlier on Sunday, a suicide bomber detonated an explosive device near an entrance of the interior ministry wounding two police officers. A second assailant was killed in a shootout with police. The PKK, which maintains bases in northern Iraq, claimed responsibility for the suicide bombing. Turkey's interior ministry also identified one of the assailants as a member of the outlawed group. It said efforts were still underway to identify the second attacker. Back in the U.S., California Governor Gavin Newsom appointed Emily's List President LaFonza Butler to succeed the late Senator Dianne Feinstein. Miss Butler, a Democrat and longtime labor leader in California, heads up the group which funds female candidates who support abortion rights for office. She will be the first black and openly gay woman to serve in the U.S. Congress, according to Newsom's office. She is expected to be sworn in as early as this week. LaFonza will carry the baton left by Senator Feinstein, continue to break glass ceilings, and fight for all Californians in Washington, D.C., Newsom said Sunday night. Butler currently lives with her family in Maryland, where she is registered to vote, according to a spokesman for Newsom. She owns a home in California and will re-register to vote there, he said. And. Jimmy Carter has always been a man of discipline and habit, but the former president broke routine Sunday, putting off his practice of quietly watching church services online to instead celebrate his 99th birthday with his wife Rosalind and their children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren in Plains. The gathering took place in the same one-story structure where the Carters lived before he was first elected to the Georgia Senate in 1962. As tributes poured in from around the world, it was an opportunity for Carter's family to honor his personal legacy. The remarkable piece to me, and I think to my family, is that while my grandparents have accomplished so much, they have really remained the same sort of South Georgia couple that lives in a 600-person village where they were born, said grandson Jason Carter. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news.